And then old Hoags is down in Florida. Yeah. At his girlfriend's friend's wedding. <laughs> Who's his yoga teacher? Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there you go. All of the horrible things that happened in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. We can bring it back. We can resurrect. We were actually at Meg has never seen the movie Philadelphia. And it was, I was like, Meg, Philadelphia. That's a fun film. She's like, I don't want to watch fucking Philadelphia. And I was like, (laughs) sad. She's like, how about this movie air? Which was really good. We ended up watching that. But I was like, Mm -hmm. should we watch a movie about shoes or about a guy that's fucking buried in his best shoes? You know, like, air which is really actually oh. quite quite good quite well done how is air it's i have good. a soft transition from air to a, some dumb thing that i wrote down today i was ignoring it because I, I was just like i i know I what like this ben movie Affleck. wants to be uh and it was all that you know who who fits, fits the bill makes it worth your time jason bateman ah he's third yeah, he's that's... third rung on that movie just enough screen time to like Really fucking punch it up. Right. And I heard that... It's worth a watch. Jordan Jordan straight up said, if you want to do this, you have to cast Viola Davis as my my mother. She's fantastic. Or I won't sign off on it. How much money do you think... This is a fun quote at the end. So, uh, for everybody that doesn't know, uh, it's about Air Jordans and the history of Air Jordan. Oh, the guy who... The actor who designs the Jordans is very good, too. Um they uh the, the the history behind it is he gets this shoe contract he doesn't want to go with nike nike is a failing company especially their basketball right. shoe division like they're converse, like converse adidas is that it, it is at that time? converse or... is number one adidas is number two because converse has magic johnson larry bird uh uh, uh adidas has akeem olajuwon penis yes it was uh, and then Nike's like way behind and Jordan fucking loves Adidas and Adidas is even though it's number two, it's the coolest because Run DNC is like rocking. Ah, so Jordan's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. I don't care. I, want, I know it doesn't matter. And Nike doesn't have even though it's like a billion dollar company, they just went public. So they don't have the money like they don't have the go ahead to like throw money at stuff like the board has to approve it. So like they're best. If I'm yeah. not mis- mistaken, based solely on my stars bio biopic history yeah didn't they do the shoes for prefontaine it's an interesting shift where the guy who did the shoes for prefontaine who's the nike guy i can't forget his i can't remember his phil name. knight phil knight is played by fucking arlie ermy <laughs> and in this one <laughs> he's played by ben affleck it, it's <laughs> I, 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 I never wrap my mind around that one and if you see phil knight he's way closer to ben affleck then oh yeah, Arlie like Ermy, blonde dude. Yeah, uh, like uh, Arlie Ermy was sixty when Prefontaine came out, and Prefontaine is way pre where we come into, right? In this movie, um, at least a decade, yeah, at least right. It is, uh, but I love that movie, man. The Leto version, not the fucking skunky crud up version. McConaughey oh it's crud up yeah no thanks because I saw Prefontaine <laughs> a thousand I times I saw them on both stars. interchangeably yes it, when I was so young that I was like what an odd choice for a movie that they would switch actors halfway through it's kind of the same fucking movie it's a th- it is exactly it's one of those weird ones where 
for whatever reason, studios were like, you're going to do Prefontaine? We're going to fucking pre-Prefontaine you. I got crud up. You're going to be post-Fontaine. Um, oh, so Jordan, it's about the history of Air Jordans, but the, the fact at the end, oh, and it's the first time ever that a sports figure, speaking of Jalen Brown, just got a mm-hmm. max contract for $305 million for what a lot of people would say is like he's an A-list basketball player, but that's the right. biggest NBA contract in history. So you're like, and also, aren't we staring down that? the barrel of that uh, player for the Angels? I forget his name. Oshani Otoni. Oshani Otoni, which is not how you say his name. A billion dollars. Okay, yeah. A billion dollar contract. Yeah, uh, it's 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 nuts. But get your bag when you can get it. Yeah, but sure. this is the first time where Viola Davis is like, because Matt Damon sweet talks her and is like, we are going. He can go to Adidas and just be Michael Jordan next to all these mm-hmm. other players, or he can be the one guy we want at Nike, and we will be the Air Jordan. He can wear their Converse and be Michael Jordan, or he can wear his own shoe. His own, and she yeah. goes, she's like, all right, we're going to go with you. Oh, but you forgot to put this in the contract that he gets a percentage of every shoe sold. And he's like, no, that's – how could I possibly make that happen, Matt Day? And and he goes to Phil Knight, and Phil Knight's like, fuck it. You worked this hard. I'll convince the board to do it. And then he's like, besides, what have we made in a year off of a shoe? Maybe $4 million? The first year that Why shoe came out, yes. he made $165 million. How much money do you think the shoe made, like not Michael made? Jordan? How much money do you think Michael Jordan gets per year on passive, not doing anything, on the contract he signed in 1985, oh, yeah. doing nothing from this contract? How much passive income does he make a year? What is your estimate? You said the first year he did one six five. He didn't make it. That shoe made it, and he got oh, whatever his one percent off of it. So let's say he got a buck off a shoe, sure, or whatever, yeah. like a, a to make it easy. So yeah. he gets ten percent of that. Yeah, he got yeah, which I don't think is ten percent. I think it's significantly less. But he's got to at least make like four hundred million. That's exactly the amount he makes a year. Four hundred million of passive income. Off of that contract he signed off with Nike, Nike, which he signed for two hundred fifty thousand dollars and a red convertible, uh, Mercedes. Oh, not convertible. I love hinky contracts. That was it. I love old school hinky contracts. Mm-hmm. But he had that one little clause in there that his mom pushed for, and holy shit! So it was a fun movie. I also watched, worth it. But here's a movie. It's joy work for everyone. We talked about the Spacey Seagal. Super uh-huh. combo, possibly oh, yeah. starring Nick Cage. We watch Renfield. If you're a fan of Nick Cage, this is yes. That's premium. we still haven't watched it yet. I cannot. Pre- I won't spoil anything. But uh, the only uh, there's nothing really to spoil. We all know the history of Dracula. It's done very interestingly shot. I mean, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. But Cage fucking choose that scenery and the costume he plays like dracula falling apart trying to come back and it is he is fucking the best. good even just even the best. even meg who's like i'm not a nick cage fan was like i forgot to mention when we were watching it like he crushes that so and that's for that's available to been available to watch that's a I fun movie peacock now did, no did i remember reading in... oh yeah right it should be on stars um it uh I remember reading an article with him about it when it came out right before it was supposed to release and he was like down in of course he was down in New, New Orleans. Orleans. That's where they shot it, yeah. 
And the interviewer was there and he had like the cast and crew and they were all having a big dinner. And he's like, oh, no, I can't, you know, like in a very Dracula-y sort of like, oh, no, I won't be having wine because I got to watch my weight. <laughs> I be really skinny, you know, like he loaded it up. But then, of course, they talked about where he lives and he's got like a, a crow, like an old crow that he's had for like 10 years that lives with him in his house in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. He used to have a two-headed snake. He's really into bearded dragons. That he had to, he gave to a zoo because he's like, I, it's this is too precious of a thing, and he doesn't have the money I, to feed it. Will it will die. And just the whole idea, the reason he's Nick Cage is because he had to make all of those Eastern European movies. Mm-hmm. Some are good, some are he went, terrible, he went but broke. good. He went broke because he said, "I will not go bankrupt." Yeah. So that's why he did that work to yeah, pay off his taxes. Good for him. Which he got screwed on by a crooked manager. And he, uh, so well, hold on here. This is interesting. This is interesting. Some might say that those that he didn't give a hundred and ten percent in those movies in those Ukrainian features. So what fight, is what is ethically worse, taking a job and not? Giving it your utmost, or fucking going bankrupt because no, you spent I all your money on he, dinosaur eggs. He did, but that's the thing. He didn't do that. He didn't not give it his best. Oh yeah, They're, they may not be good movies. Yeah, but he acts he his ass it. off. Okay, I mean not to go back to the Bruce Willis. Thing, I just haven't seen. He a doesn't lot of sign them. up for a shit ass movie where he's in it for ten minutes and then they bill you as a star. Like right. he's in the whole movie. Like he'll yeah, do the is, whole that movie. That is his feature. Yeah, it may be a movie about a haunted car. That is, a, but he's gonna pretend like he's scared of a haunted car. That is a good point because all they really needed was his name and a picture. Because how many movies have you seen like from the eighties where it's like they re redo the box and the title sequence now because it turns out Benicio del Toro was in it like for yeah. two minutes. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you yeah, go yeah. back and it's like you know. Guardians of the Floor, starring Benicio del Toro, and you're like, whoa, and you're like, and it's his Ooh, picture, but it's he's a waiter. But he's the nerdy scientist yeah. who dies yep. in the beginning. Pretty- no, we like, but that's like, because I mean, to put it all on the table. My wife has been a fan of Nick Cage forever, like right. a lot of people. She's gonna love, but this. sort of before the. He's so bad. He's good. Like. She's been yeah. in one hundred percent since day one. Well, yeah. So, raising her, we have watched. Oh yeah, come like, on. That movie is insane to me. Like that to me is like so pivotal to who I am as a person. Yeah. Just because it was one of those movies I watched all of the time. Yes, yeah, so had good. no like even before I knew who people were like back in those halcyon days when you're a kid and you're like it's a movie. movies are manna from heaven yep they just show up and you watch them and they materialize no one makes them right they're it's a fairy tale mm-hmm. like so h.i mcdonough is might as well be zeus or right. hercules it's just a thing that's always been and you always hear about but then you know as time goes by and like going back and re-watching that movie and him in it mm-hmm it has all of – I was like, that's why it worked for me as a kid because it's a Looney Tunes movie. Sure, sure. It has all of those beats. It has all of that slapstick comedy, but it doesn't 
give you the clank, bang, bang. Sure, sure, sure. Like, they play it straight, but it is a cartoon. Like, it has, and then it has these highs and lows, and, like, Nick Cage's monologue, like, over that whole movie, like, that last scene, like, when they give the kid back, and he just talks about seeing his life. Like, it's fucking heartbreaking. And you're like, oh, shit. And then when you're 12, you see Con Air and Face Off. Yeah, Con Air was so... uh, And you're like, shit. You see Adaptation. See Adaptation. Leaving Las Vegas. And then you watch Moonstruck, and you're like, this is the same fucking guy? Right. Yeah, he's a really good actor. Same guy. Like, for for us, when we're 12, 13, like you said, you go to the movies early, eat yourself sick on popcorn, and watch Face Off. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's movies. And then you're like, oh, right, they're movies that enrich your soul. Sure. And it's not just candy for dinner. But he is like a Frank Penis Coppola, right? Like, he is... Isn't he a Coppola? Or is he a periphery Coppola? He's a nephew, because his dad... And he's got the best story, because his dad, like, taught at USC. Mm -hmm. His dad was, like, a history teacher. Oh. A college history teacher. And his mom, you know, had just, like, was, was a nurse. He got uh I think his first thing was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He played like a a guy that worked at a like Yeah, a, he worked at the Burger King. I don't even think he had a line. Or no, he was in a Burger King commercial and then he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High was he working in a, at a Burger King. Was he in a quote unquote movie Burger King? Was he in a movie called Valley Girls or something? Does that sound familiar to you? Or The Valley? Uh it's an encore. There's an encore in Valley, there. Valley, I think, was it him? Was Valley it? High? He was in Valley Girl because Ash and I just Valley watched Girl. that. And he, yeah, he's like the, the punk rock guy. Yes. Yeah, all that right. picks up the Chica. But then he did work with his uncle on a movie called like Mary Sue Got Married or something. With Jim Carrey. Very similar movie. That's Jim. And that's the only time he ever worked with his uncle. That movie is him, Kathy. Lynn Turner, right? Lynn Turner, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jim Carrey plays his buddy. It's like his first, one of his first, he did Deadpool, and then Mary Sue got married in Living Color, so he, he Deadpool he made, he made, <laughs> what's it called? He had made a Minimum, show Industry he, Minimum. I think he wrote comedy for a newspaper, it was called like The Duck Soup or Duck Papers or something. This is Deep Bench back when I read a, a tiny 20 page book that was just about Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. And he was 20 years old at the time. And I was like, everything about him. He's homeless. He worked at a factory. Wrote his dad a check and put it in his breast pocket when he died in his casket. Jamaican guys with the machete. (laughs) Oh, um, oh man. We could so we got totally got off on a tangent. We were talking about Michael Jackson. But speaking of Michael Jackson or Michael, excuse me, Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about Aaron Michael Jordan, and I had a note in my phone, because as I was texting with you, it was like, Harvey is, she got like a bug while we were traveling. Mm-hmm. So she got up super early, and she was sick, so I got up and sat with her, which meant I got no sleep. a solid two hours, three hours of just sure. deep diving on crust, crust news. Our favorite, the New York Post. Oh, baby. Um, yep. So the one article I read and I was like, this is so good because it was one article which led to another article. And I was like, what a beautiful two hander for Hans and I to dissect and just talk about because it's two of our heroes. Yeah. 
that were on the same trajectory and couldn't have ended up in two of the most abstract, strangest places ever. Mm -hmm. So the first one was about Michael Jordan. Okay. And Michael Jordan, you know, the article, he was like taking a vacation from his chateau in France on a super yacht in Italy. And I was just like, this is insane. He's like having dinner with Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, Judge Mathis from television. Really? Judge Mathis? Uh, How did so- he get at that dinner table? <laughs> I forget. There was did he else. fucking lock Louis Farrakhan in a closet? <laughs> Louis Farrakhan couldn't make it. I guess. He's on the no-fly list. This is a second. Get Mathis in here. Farrakhan couldn't make it. We got a lot of heated arguments on, on my super yacht. That, I think someone else that I'd was amazing. I'd be more focused. Sorry. I'd be more focused if I'm walking down the street and go, holy shit, that's Michael Jordan. And I couldn't even have fun processing because I'd be like, is that Judge Mathis? Like, that would be, <laughs> what? I lose. Anyways, he's a They're funny chums. guy. Yeah, chums. And then, uh, and then there was Samuel L. Jackson, and then someone else. I'm sure it was Farad Rashad. Important, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're there with their wives and kids, and like Jordan's there with his wife, and it was about them like frolicking and Michael Jordan celebrating selling the Hornets for three billion dollars. Oh, right. Yeah. So I was like, shit, that like you know like Michael Jordan's never in the headlines anymore because he just. He just lives his life, yeah. Just fucking lives. And I was like, that's a fucking guy. That is a guy. That's a guy. Okay. Oh, give me one second. I'll be right back. Had a hot call from Ahmad Rashad. Oh, yeah? And you guys going to be Farrakhan lost his luggage. (laughs) Full of uh, the protocols of the Articles of Zion or whatever (laughs) the fuck it is. He is (laughs) anti-Semitic. Um uh, so it was yeah. MJ on his yacht with with his friends celebrating the fact that he sold a team that he's a majority investor for like he invested like three hundred million dollars and he sold it for three billion and he didn't invest any fucking care in that team whatsoever just living his I life played there once so I was like shit that guy's a billionaire and then now we're talking oh, about yeah. how much he makes he's well well over that mark uh, multi multi billions yeah uh so I was like shit fucking MJ up there just like he's like a Bezosy like oh, yeah. he could like oh I saw kick Bezos. Musk out of the yeah. table that's my table yep, fuck yep. him I'm Michael Jordan Michael X and then <laughs> one of the connecting articles was about friend of the pod hero to the pod the old Hulkster. Okay. All right. Uh, so was he, he on got a MJ speedboat in Tampa with in uh, Central Judy? Paz on a super yacht with the Who's Who? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Having dinner, and then old Hogs is down in Florida. Yeah. At his girlfriend's friend's wedding. <laughs> who's his yoga teacher? <laughs> So he's at his yoga teacher slash girlfriend's wedding. While there, he, excuse me, brothers, sisters. Oh, no. And he proposes to his girlfriend at at someone else's wedding. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. Wow. And I was like, the duality of my childhood heroes. Yes. It could have been different. Shoe could have been on the... That Nike could have been on Hogan's foot. It could have been Air a Nike Hogan's. boot. Air 
Hogan's. Air Hogan's. still... If I were Michael Jordan, because they were iconic at the same time in two different industries, or if I was mm-hmm. the guy behind... Well, Michael Jordan runs his own... He went, He makes $400 million off of like the passive income from that side, but now there is an entirely separate division that isn't even Air Jordan. It's just mm-hmm. the Michael Jordan yeah. figure. It's like a different thing. Don't you do a Hulk Hogan-Air Jordan collaboration? That red and yellow. If he clicks that link, he might just oh, do it. Man, that and is Hogan will get. He'll have to pay yeah. to get a shoe made. Probably. Uh, I thought Jordan gonna... wants his wife's ring, which I'm sure Hogan got at a thrift store. Right. It's just one of his old belts that he stole from Vince McMahon. He melted down. But I was just like, that's so amazing that they were just sitting here. These two stories. Perfectly two different sandwiched. men that existed in the same stratosphere for me forever. And then one guy's wrecking a wedding. And then one guy is his own country. He has so much, oh, fucking so much money. And Hogan, you, like, again, Hogan income. doesn't need a shoe for that money. He could have chosen the George Foreman grill. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. now I don't know if it would have sold different because it's Hogan. But... Say it sold the same way. Like, George Foreman is one of the... Because George Foreman got a... Speaking of the shoes, he took a cut off of every one of those fucking schlocky grills that sold. And he... When you see lists, he's on... You're like, why is George... Oh, yeah. For, like, one of the top ten athletes that have made money off of something non-sports related. Or, like, off of merchandise. And he did the work. He did all those commercials. All of those commercials. With a smile and a wink. Eating those burgers. He hated it. Made him you look couldn't, good. You wouldn't have known different. Yeah. You wouldn't have fucking known any different. Oh, yeah, maybe Hogan wouldn't have put in the time. Yeah. I'd do a crossover Terry, with Terry that, too. Terry put... ain't got time to pretend. The George Hogan grill. Just a crossover. George... Yellow and red. <laughs> with a little bandana on it. <laughs> I The bandana's to hold the, the dysfunctional handle that somehow is always hotter than the so grill surface. So fucking hot. I... You, those grills are literally... As disposable as, like, a fucking napkin. Because once you use them yeah. once, they give you that little plastic thing that just melts oh, that, on it. The grease trap? Fucking, the little grease fucking handle thing. The grease scraper. And then you scrape it with the comb. It gets, the grease comb. That's what I'm talking about. The grease comb. And it never gets the grease off. So you're like, no. I'm not fucking cooking something else. You're, you do cook one more thing in there one time and you're like, ah, this just tastes like the tilapia my uncle cooked in right, there because <laughs> you only cook the oiliest shit on there because you're like you gotta get rid of the grease i'll just use the old grease it's not grease it's juices it's my starter it's the mother grease <laughs> it's my scoby it's my george <laughs> foreman scoby <laughs> they uh so i was looking over new york post as well I sent you oh, these yeah. but i didn't read them because you're always you always do a good job but i had to send you this one I just straight off of the uh, title. Mm-hmm. Woman has sack of marbles growing off, growing on scalp since childhood See, removed. Growing. So, growing. This is that's the worst part. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, it's not real marbles. I missed the quotes. I don't want to uh, read about somebody's fucking. See, that was the one you the the bottom hematoma. one. It was like human human bat found in Philippines. Right, and I was like. That's horrifying. We're going to talk about Renfield, talking about Dracula. They're like, local cameraman in the Philippines uses 
a forced perspective. Oh, I didn't read that. <laughs> it's there's no human sized bat in the Philippines. It's a regular sized bat. And these aren't like real childhood marbles. These are growths. These are like she's very sick. She's ill. <laughs> this is a sad story. Well, the story I saw from the New York Post, and I screenshotted it, so I don't know if they're up in their internet game. It oh, they get was you? They white. Biden, yeah? My screenshot was white. Oh, they got you. Yeah, you got to pay. So, Play. but the story was, um, we buried our dad in his favorite Led Zeppelin shirt. Yeah, but that wasn't our dad. What? <laughs> So it goes into this harrowing tale of they were like our dad was sick he died he loved Zeppelin had a, he had a killer T-shirt collection and nice. I gotta say it starts to sound a little hit, hits a little too close to home yeah I got you. got a little mortality there yeah and yeah. it was like oh favorite T-shirt I was like which would I choose hmm. I don't own a suit that's true a suit T-shirt. Oh, they, um, they'd have to get you. You'd be buried. Is that my life? Am I going to be buried in a thrift store suit? That's it. That's the name of my are. fucking Tom Waits album. Buried in a thrift store suit. I just want to be covered in wigs. Old wigs. <laughs> buried in um, an old man's shoes. <laughs> just poor fitting fucking penny loafers. Oh, some God. other old dead man's clothes. Right. Oh. Uh, so that ends up being what the story. They were like, okay, so they're dead. Like, you know, they... What you have to do in those situations when someone dies, you bring the clothes and they dress your the deceased in what you bring them. So they brought, you know, their dad's favorite pressed jeans, sneaks. <laughs> right. Well, they pressed Favorite Zep, baby. Favorite Zep. So they bring it and then they go to the viewing. And they, you know, they're like, yes, it has to be open. You know, they want to take a look. For the viewing and decide whether to keep it open or not for when people come. And they're like, huh. That sure is my dad's favorite Led Zeppelin shirt. But my dad had a mustache. Oh my god. <laughs> Somebody This man doesn't. Did they shave my dad's mustache? Holy Post-mortem? shit. Post mortem? Post mortem shave, and then they looked and they were like, Why is there a giant Frankenstein incision? <laughs> In my father's skull. He died of a heart attack. There's no reason for that. And they went, oh, that's not my dad. That, uh. So some dope dressed the other guy and was like, I don't know. They checked the, the skew. Check the, the list. And was tag. like, uh, Led Zeppelin guy? Yeah, he's 230. Other hobo casket guy? He's 430. So they were like, you they, I mean, they sued this fucking company because right. they. But, but I was but like, why? I love that giveaway was the fucking zap t, other than the shaved face, right? Do you giant uh, massive head incision? What do you What do you sue for? I mean, in that situation, I mean, it was an accident. It's, it's you know, no cost, no cost. You for can, sure this is right refund? Yeah, it's refund material for sure. But I mean, here's what happened. This is a similar I mean, situation they sued for like sixty-two million dollars. Of course, you know, you go in and they mark the wrong. They 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 amputate the wrong foot. All right, you're gonna sue. Mm-hmm. You don't get a foot back. This guy's already dead. You know what I mean? Right. That Led Zeppelin shirt was already eaten away by moths. It wasn't gonna last too much longer on <laughs> it's his. It's the moths from his wallet. Body. We're eating away. You know at what the... I mean? So 
But yeah, I guess that's traumatic. But also, I don't think they should get to sue because it took them a little too long to realize it wasn't their dad. That's what it seemed like in the story. A they were little... like, maybe the embalming process changes your father's skin color. Yeah. It wasn't that bad, but they were like, I don't think that looks like dad. And they showed a picture of him. He's just like your normal sort of daddish, mm-hmm. balding white guy with the mustache. Did I? I think you. I would know. You would know. Pretty quick, I would think. That's... If you're all of a sudden like, Leland never had a mustache, now he has one. That's why Did I- Did they just glue a mustache on my dad for comedic effect? Cremate me and fucking throw the ashes in the dumpster. I don't need well, this body situation. That's where they should. Uh, did I say this already? Because you just gave me like the willies thinking about being how you're buried. You know, like when somebody's like, you know, I was I was in a home, so they somebody donated a suit. You know, like ugh, you know, like <laughs> just where am I gonna be? Like I'll be in a you know that well they're like we can't bury him in it. You know, I'll be abandoned in one of those. You know when you drive out of New York and you're like oh, driving the through like the deep fields? Bronx and you look over and you're like these are interesting complexes and then you just see like a haunting sign that just says like elderly care you're just like oh my god those are old person those are cells like people (laughs) just get dumped in the deep bronx and there's a there's so many of these buildings (laughs) and you know they're not treated well and because the people that don't want to that work there don't want to work there um you think the old the the local doo-wop trio shows up and sings for them every sunday that is i don't think so you just bill murray'd read my mind because i remind if i said this two weeks ago on the pod okay i'll i'll take it out of the pod but did i tell you you know i was on that frankie lyman kick which i think i was listening to it a lot because of my depression so i kept yeah i get i get focused (laughs) i get focused on repeat because it's such a sad story I told you I watched the documentary on it. They made a documentary on them in 1980 on the teenagers. Did I tell you about this? So Mm, Frankie Lyman dies in 1968. Tragic. Frankie Lyman and the teenagers. For those of you who don't don't listen, go back and listen to Frankie Lyman and the teenagers. They're like the first big doo-wop group. Like they're fucking great. Their lead singer, Frankie Lyman, was 12 when when they rose to fame. And then he had these, these exploitative managers that stole his money messed his head up he ends up getting addicted to drugs he dies young at 19 in 1968 voice changes nobody and he's got a beautiful his Mm -hmm. voice after it changes like his voice is amazing when he's young and 12 he's got that high-pitched mj voice but like his like deep like rich fucking 20 year old voice is like he does this song called seabreeze it's almost sinatra like anyways this is amazing case. They make a documentary on PBS in 1980. Mm-hmm. And old documentaries are fun. Young Burnsy? It feels like a... it's a young, you know, rich penis Burns, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but they're talking to the teenagers. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting because it's 1980s, the uh, oh, yeah. um, uh, Washington Heights, where they're from. And these guys look like they're all still living in Washington Heights. They didn't make a dime off of their big hit was why moving on up did not happen for the teenagers. So, but it's only, you know, their big hit was in 1955, 56. So if you take the time, 66, 76, 80, it's only 25 years later in 1980. They're not, it's not that far removed. And if you think about it, Frankie Lyman died in 1968. They're making documentary in 
1980, and they're still raw about it, right? Because he left and did his... And I'm sure they're young, so they're, they're late st- 40s, It's maybe? still 1980. They were in high school when they got famous. Yeah, they were teenagers, literally. So, But it's interesting watching oh, them. Time. So it's Washington Heights. For those of you that aren't aware, New York in the 1980s, it was kind of... You were fending for yourself. You didn't give a mm-hmm. shit about what other people did or were doing. You just cared about what you had in front of you, especially if you're living in Washington Heights, New York, which is a rough fucking neck of the woods. So these fucking two dudes from Frankie Lyman and the teenagers, they're in their old neighborhood, right? They're hot shots again. They're making documentary yeah. about us, right? Hey, we're so, back, baby. So they walk over to the, the high school where they uh, – or no, they walk over to the apartment complex where they used to do op in the uh, in the halls. Sing around the old lamppost. Why do fools buy to do? So there and the the story behind that is they sung the same five standards in the hallway until some woman came out and was like, "Please learn a new song. Here's some old love letters, fucking." And that's why they write "Why Do Fools Fall in Love," which was their biggest hit. So these two kids, who even in 2023 would give a shit. All right. It's 1980. These guys had a hit in 1955. They walk up to these two kids. One kid's got it. There must be like 14, 15. One kid's got a basketball under his arm. It's hot. It's the middle of summer. This other guy's got a fucking, you know, it's 1980. Afro, bell bottoms. They go, hey, young fellas. You know, and they're like, yeah. He's like, (laughs) it's such a random shot. You know that song, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? And I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And they like have this pause, but then they like kind of process it. They're like, oh, these guys are like, something's going on. There's cameras around. They're like, sure. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> of course. And he's like, you know who sung it? They're like, no. He's like, Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, you know who those teenagers are? And I'm like, guys, guys, Don't. stop. I feel heat. For, from you guys and they're like oh. they're like they're like the kids are like take some applause and they're just like uh you guys i guess they're like yep you know you know where that song was written they're like no right here in this neighborhood they're like oh wow in fact more shit i don't care about turn, thanks in fact turn around young fellas right there in that hallway is where we sung why do fools fall in love and i was just like and they go wow is it written on the walls in there or something and they go yeah and i was like that's and i was like this is grotesque this was this <laughs> no. reach this should have been cut from the film because they're interesting it would guys have been a 20 minute documentary it was it was only 22 minutes long um, well it should have been a hot 10 yeah and then they perform at this high school they have like this. It's fr- they're now called. How does that go? They're now called. Co- they're now called Frankie Lyman's teenagers. Okay, just fine. These guys oh, gotta got to eat. I'm, I'm not. They're, they're sure. very talented. They're, they're they're very talented musicians in their own right. But they get this sassy, like fucking young hotshot, and it's 1980, mind you. Um, female singer, and she's she's just too peppy for these kind of. 45 year old guys yeah. who are doop, doop, dee, dee, doop. takes us a while to get going come on and then they pan out and it's like this documentary should have stuck more on frankie pans over to the audience of this high school which is these kids were like fuck yeah i got to get out of class to go watch a fucking doo-wop show very empty stadium <laughs> and then just like <laughs> one nerdy kid who's like 
I think they wrote that song in the hallway. You know, like, <laughs> but what you made. He's to get extra credit so he has all the answers. Right. What? So that was like, oh, this is just a little sad. Not that my fucking documentary when I'm like, you know where that, that boxing gym? That used to be the creek in the cave. You know who did a show there? <laughs> like, I don't care. Anyways. <laughs> What they do, they do end on Frankie Lyman and they have like a speaking of like Michael Jackson makes $400 million in passive income. I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen to me? Because Frankie Lyman, the teenager, Why Do Fools Fall in Love, number one on the Billboard charts. Their first kind of like super group that they were, they played for the queen. They were like huge for a year. Frankie Lyman is still buried in an unmarked grave in the Bronx. Oh, God. <laughs> they said that I was like, why? Fucking kickstart that shit. <laughs> Get him a I, fucking headstone. They don't know where he fucking is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was like, oh, my God. He's in a Pottersville. What chances do I have? Just oh, fucking yeah. put me in a fucking dump me in the ocean next to Osama bin Laden. All right. Well, if only. That's that's premium I real guess estate. Yes, that is. Ocean real estate. I don't know where where I should end up. I want Hopefully that Archfiend I... terrorist real estate. What's going to happen is I'm going to die in one of those cells, or my own, you know, where nobody finds me for <laughs> like a year. <laughs> you know, it's one of those where like the papers start piling up because I still get the newspaper. <laughs> you fall into that old hope chest you've been saving. God. And then, like you said, all the old newspapers fall on it. Yes. And no one notices you're gone until they try to sell this heavy ass hope chest. Like, uh, well, at least he's just. Is it. F- Heavy with riches? He's just gel. It's just the mummy of my old man. (gasps) Speaking of Farad Rashad, Casey, (laughs) and his show that he had his early morning basketball cross Saved by the Bell hybrid starring a young, will soon be in Hollywood A-lister, Anthony Edwards. All right? Yes. Right? Great. Really funny guy. Famous actor now personality all over does a lot of shows with his mom kind of has fun witty bent back and forth his biggest thing i guess would be blackish became a huge hit there's a show that is Meg- it anderson oh is it anthony anderson because anthony edwards is oh if i'm not mistaken the guy from revenge of the nerds and goose <laughs> yes, and anthony anderson <laughs> yes. is that actor because when I read their name, they're interchangeable. Yes. So going back to Zodiac, when I was like, oh, Mark Ruffalo and Anthony uh, Anderson. That's right. Oh, I guess he's uh, Hustle and Flow was about four or five uh, years ago. I guess he's riding that wave. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, it's yeah. ER and Revenge of the Nerd Top Gun. That's right. Oh, did I say, that was the other thing. Did I, that was the, um. Uh, a, a weird Frankie Lyman tangent again, which everybody's like, fuck, you guys had two weeks off. I don't need Frankie <laughs> Lyman there. I watched an old clip and this is of him on um, uh, Ed Sullivan. And mm-hmm. this is, I was like, Ooh, classic, like guy mixes black guys up and, but he's Ed Sullivan. So he's like, I don't fucking care. I'm, I'll do what I want. I'll say, so he comes out and Frankie Lyman's just performed and he gets up and he's like, everybody, this young man was amazing. Now, Frankie, I understand my producers told me I was calling you Frankie Robinson. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, you know why I did that? Like, he justifies himself to his face. He just goes, why I did that is because of a young Sugar Ray Robinson, the boxer. And he goes, oh. And then he goes, like, Frankie Lyman plays it off awesome. I was like, 
Oh, yeah. he's been in a fucking street few he's street fights himself. He, he like does like a few like jabs, and then Ed Sullivan laughs it off. But I was like, you can see in his face, he's like, yeah, why were you calling me on live television? Somebody else's name? Oh, because you thought a black guy's name was Whatever. this black guy, and he just puts it on him. He's like, you understand why it's I did fault. that, right? Anyways, Anthony Anderson. Yes. There's a show Meg watches, which is interesting. It's um, it's called Celebrity IOU. It's a uh, Property mm-hmm. Brothers show. Are you familiar with these tight jeans? Oh twins? yes, the tu- the Canadian twins, the Canadian All Stars. Uh, they have a show where they take, and these are A list celebrities. What they do is they get a celebrity. For instance, it was Howie Mandel. Which is odd to say he's A-list, but he is, because uh, he's got a million shows and he's millions been working. and millions of dollars. So he takes him, and he's like, who do you want to do something amazing for? Let's redo their house. And everybody has it in front of So Howie Mandel's like, my road manager, his house is, he bought a condo 20 years when his wife left him with his kids. They, so she got all his money, got his house, so he moved into a condo, and for 20 years, and you glow into it, you're like, holy shit, like, he never unpacked his boxes for 20 years. <laughs> yes, it's so sad. Yes, that's me! And he literally has a beer can collection still. And he, they're like, <sighs> whoa. He's like, yeah, because the only thing his wife didn't take was stuff he had when they got married in high school, like, from college. Anyway, so he goes in and he, like, does a ruse. And this mm-hmm. guy's like, hey, I'm going to be doing a show on location. I need you to work these locations, blah, blah, blah. He comes back and Howie Mandel's fixed his house and you're like oh wow what's special but it's his road manager right because everybody else in howie mandel's life for instance father mother brother sister they should have a decent house because you're howie mandel you take you know what i mean unless there's a weird disconnect there like what do you do if you like reach the pinnacle you make sure your parents have a nice house You 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 take care of them and everybody does like um, um, so it's always somebody so periphery, like, uh, Kate Hudson yesterday, she wanted to redo like her yoga teacher's backyard, right? Cause she's been in her life for 20 years and I'm like, all right, that's really nice. They would be super surprised that they mean that much to you. Right. Yeah. Anthony Anderson, like <laughs> redid his brother's backyard in Compton and he had a really rough fucking house still. I was like, that's your brother? <laughs> you are really, really rich. And I was like, Meg, like maybe. What like, about his house? Maybe they, maybe they had a falling out or something. So that's why he didn't make sure his brother had like decent so could, living conditions. a hot sod job. But the whole backstory was like, we've been best friends since birth. I watch out for him. He watches out for me. And all he, like, so everybody else, like Snoop Dogg does his son's football coaches, like garage, right? Like fixes up, makes it really cool garage. to like watch football. Love, yeah. But like, I was like, that, this, he's the only one where is somebody so insular to the so close. family where I was like, I don't know, Anthony, like even your I mom mean, draws like a fix huge my paycheck toilet. <laughs> right. But, uh, You're like, so your mom's toilet's been broken for 30 years. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. With the Canadian brothers to fix it, it would make more sense if he did like Farad Rashad's nephew's son's, you know, like <laughs> garment closet or whatever. It's garnet, his rock museum. Uh, 
Richie AC story. I'm looking at. Uh... Oh, I love that periphery because you're forcing someone. And they, they, I get it. Like if they did me, obviously I'm not super rich and famous. So I got a long list of people I'd like to help out. Of course. But once you hit that level where it's like you're a draw. And it is that level. These people are elite. Cindy Crawford. Right. Right. Like Anthony Anderson's been on TV for, you know, the last Since 20 Rashad. Years. 30. Yeah. Casey, 40 years. Like he is a premium guy. Yeah. Except yeah. unless you mix him up for the guy from Nerds. Yes, maybe that's what happened. He lost a lot of jobs to the nerds guy. They they were trying to go to Anthony Edwards' house because he would have been fixed my own house. Here's how... I even worked since ER. Here's how... I guarantee you, Casey, if you and I used AI to interchange Anthony Anderson into Anthony Edwards' roles, everybody would get it by not even clicking on the YouTube link. They would just see... Anthony oh. Anderson as Anthony Edwards. Everybody goes, right. you goddamn right, because I mix them up all the time, too. Right. Is, is it a living Mandela effect? It like is, they yes. vibrate on the same frequency? Also, even though they couldn't be more diametrically opposed? Anthony Edwards does live under Earth, right? Because he rarely, he rarely emerges, and he was A-list. He had... I mean, he doesn't have to. He got a hot paycheck from Top Gun Maverick. Was he in it? His picture... Oh, did he get a picture check? Gooser. You got to show Gooser in it. I mean, he could be making more movies, right? I think he is drilling to the center of the earth. And he should have made Nerds 2. Nerds 1 was an unexpected hit. Mm -hmm. He's too cool for Nerds 2. I never forgave him for that. He's in it. Live via satellite, remember? Oh, yeah. He's on the computer. That's right. He's studying for midterms. He's too smart to go have fun in Key West oh, maybe with got, the nerds. Did he get written out of it, do you think? Did they like no, not give I him a juicy he... enough part? I think he's like, I'm a legitimate actor. Come on, that was legit. I don't know what he would have been doing around the time of Nerds 2. Still too young to be in Top Gun. I maybe think. he, no, maybe Nerds 2 was like, came out, like, was a, he'd already shot Top Gun and they were like, Mm-mm. No, Top Gun's gonna release no. like six no months before believe. Nerds, or six months after. You're the nerds coolest too. guy on Earth's best friend. If you're a nerd, let's call Anderson. Let's call Baby Anderson in here. <laughs> um, I don't watching that show. Oh, what else? What else is going on? Oh my God, you were on a trip. Mm-hmm. I had the worst. I was like, girls, Meg, I'm doing it. I'm gonna pull the trigger. It's hot as fuck in the city. We're going up north. Oh, yeah, We're going yeah. an hour and twenty minutes up. Fonstock National Park. It's a it's a we're gonna go camping mm. for the night. It's fifteen bucks oh, for good. the plot. We got the tent in the closet. I'm gonna pull it out. Girls, we're gonna make s'mores. You're gonna experience camping. I have never nothing nothing five and two year old tell is still so too. Love more than sleeping in a tent. They were but it was just I felt so bad for the people How did you sleep? next to us because it was from the start when I couldn't find the air mattress by the oh, time we course. were supposed to leave. Of course. And I was yep. fucking oh, ripped yeah. the house apart. And Meg came home and she's like, did you just fucking rip everything apart and not put it back? And I was like, we'll do it when I get home. It needs house needs house dirty anyway. You know, like, 
spent it coming back from vacation to a house that needs to be cleaned. Yes, which is what I'm she said. I'm glad I saved myself work. So already steaming. And then for whatever reason, or not for whatever reason, because my kids are five and two, they are fucking animals to each other. They are the meanest creatures you have ever seen when they interact with each other, throwing shit at people, just arguing over this and that. And so I was in a bad mood. They were arguing. We got to the campsite. And of course, like, it's the best campsite. It's the best plot Mm -hmm. there. Uh, because it's like way set away from everybody else. It's right on this pond, but it's a campsite. It's on right next to a cliff down to a pond. So with oh. a five and a two year old, I've now got a Excellent. cliff and it is the rudiest ground you've ever fucking seen mm-hmm. in your life. So we set up this tent and because we couldn't find our air mattress, all I was like, just stop. I'm going to buy two fucking inflatable fucking. <laughs> you know pool, pool mats yes. yeah but i bought the ones for kids so they were <laughs> so they were half as long and i as you, i yeah. personally own two electric fucking air pumps yeah and i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. what three i own three i don't know what i do wrong where they are no i have them i have never yet managed to make them work one it was an industrial one that pumps up my car's tires, so no, I couldn't pump up anything. So I had to pump it all up by mouth. And of course, it didn't old. get full. Windbags. And so the kids are fighting. We're screaming. You're never. Gonna... It was the most miserable experience. And people around us, I'm sure, were just like, "Oh my god, we're going to call child services." Peace and serenity up here. Um, Who came to bird watch? And then it finally came time to go to sleep and my weight on this fucking pool mat and i already can't sleep like i said because my fucking Mm -hmm. shoulder uh i was right on the root and because we're like it's so fucking hot we're not gonna need like blankets bring one blanket for in case so it gets nice and icy next to that pond so And as you know, like a a professional air mattress has a little bit of a velour top to it, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So a pool floaty that's half your size is just that rubber that gets cold if you don't have a blanket in between it. So at one point, I'm in between these two deflated fucking mats and the root is right in my fucking kidneys. Mm -hmm. And I just like... And my ankles, just my ankles, for whatever reason, have been devoured by mosquitoes. So my fucking ankles is Because they're sticking out of the tiny tent that you could find. So all I do is my camping trip concluded with me at four in the morning, just fucking sitting in my car, just looking. At, so our campsite was set away. <laughs> so I just went down. There's these like little rock steps away, and I just sat in the car. <laughs> And just stared at other people's campsites who have been miserable at us the whole time because I fucking had our air pump running for an hour and a half that didn't do anything. Just, just killing their good time. Because then, then you then, have to yell at your kids over the air pump. It was, so it's like, knock it off, leave her alone. Oh Get away from the cliff. Oh, my God. And we're like, yeah, we're, we, we don't pull the... Uh, we don't pull the curses always. We're not super. We don't. Oh, neither do we. So. We don't care about that. Like we would never 
do it directly as our kids, but like definitely like walk away and be like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, so oh, I yeah. was like, oh my God, these people must be. But that was. Harvey has the full suite yes. of curse words because it's the same thing. With the electronics Yo, and like, that's what that. happened yeah. on the trip. Mm-hmm. She has an iPad that she uses that is actually Ashley's, but has been commandeered. So, of course, it died. And the plug's always fucked up. Yeah. It never fucking oh, yeah. works. It's always at the most inopportune time. And because we're all, we're just driving. We were on the road so fucking long. It's just like, Harvey gets sick. She got sick on the road because right. we weren't home for like a week and a half. Sure. And we're just out. We're outside, outside, outside. And then like South Dakota was beautiful. Like weather wise, like it was like, man. it was warm during the day and got really cold at night. And I was like, thank fucking God. Because we left Columbus and like, and we came back, and it's going to be fucking ninety-eight degrees tomorrow. Did you hear full humidity? Did you hear that the ocean temperature in Florida, off the south of it's Florida, like, oh, fuck. it's a hundred and one something degrees. It's like a night. it's a hot tub, hot tub. I and saw it, that, they're calling yeah. it bleaching, so it's killing the coral reef, like what they call it bleaching, because when it dies, it just loses all its pigment. So literally, right, just becomes sharp it's cooking. Rock. It's cooking like when Bugs Bunny is chilling in his fucking pot of stew oh, right. with the carrots. That carrots is floating crazy. around crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the weather shit is is wild. It's so fucking hot and dumb. Ah, ouch. Um, yeah, that was a fucking uh, all good intentions oh, go to it. pot. I was like, get out of the city, relax yeah. a little bit. I no, was. I felt very, it felt like now time has passed, which was funny while we were staying in the hotel, they were playing National Lampoon's like, uh, marathon. Sure. And the first one, I will say, rings too true now. Like, it's so much funnier. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's almost like the laugh of desperation. Sure. Because some of that shit is so, like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. Like the scene in particular where he, where Clark is at Dodge City, yeah, and that fucking bartender is like trying to fix the fucking soda gun or whatever so he's doing, good. yeah. And Clark's like, "Hey, tenderfoot, uh, hop to it, fucker!" And you know, banging on the bar, and he's like, "Hey, you know, liver lips, you know what?" And just like berates him in cowboy language, and the guy stands up with the shotgun, yeah, and shoots him. And Clark falls, and then it it killed me. I was laughing so hard in the hotel room. He just goes. Uh, we'll take two sarsaparillas, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After me. the guy blo- literally blows up in his face. Excuse me, tender? Uh, uh, so we were part of where we, we were staying at this hotel in Indiana. And Ash, God bless her, like just she is the maestro. She plans and she finds all these cool roadside attractions and places to go just to keep us busy because Harvey and I would just be. Oh, slugs. All Harvey wants to do is be in the pool. Right. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just I'm here for the good time. I'll, I'll drive. Right. Um. So she found this thing and it was uh, uh, like a safari tour. Mm-hmm. But the best part about it is we're in French Lick, Indiana. Ooh, the hick from French Lick. All right. Birthplace of Larry Bird. Larry the Bee. So we drive like 20 minutes to this thing and they're like, and of course, it's very Tiger King-ish. Yeah. All the animals seem like they're very well taken care of, but it's very smacks yeah. of Tiger King. Yeah, Because yeah, you're yeah. in southern 
Doesn't, Indiana. You shouldn't be looking at Bengal tigers or, yeah. And I have to pay, you know, like, oh, you wouldn't even want to pay $50 and pet an elephant who's kept in a giant shed? Like, nah. so we skipped all that meet and greet with the, the A-listers. Yeah. And we we had two options, a drive through safari. Yeah. Or take the old wagon on the back of the trailer. Sure. Uh, back of a, a tractor. Yeah. And we're like, Harvey loves all that, like, wagons, tractors. So we're like, we'll do that. Sure. So we get on, and of course, it's just, you know, classic old Southern Indiana guy. He gets on, and you're like, my name's Chet, and does the whole run through. And he's like, if you if you love me, go inside and tell him you love me. And if you hate me, tell him Jeff is the worst. Oh, love it. And, you know, yeah, classic. It but then he's got to get into the, like, so we're going through. Keep <laughs> Your hands in, because these animals, they bite. And he goes through this whole cavalcade of all the animals we're going to see, and what we can do and what we can't do. And, like, when you go to the bison, and they give you little little cups of food, and they're like, you dump, you don't hand feed them? Don't hand feed them, don't touch them. Don't touch them, you dump it, you know? So it's very, like, okay. Right. There's clearly a hierarchy, and we have to be safe. Mm-hmm. So we be safe when we get in. And so we're going through... And we're sitting, and we got it's me and uh, Ash, and then her mom and Harvey get on, get a cup of food. We're sitting there, and then the rest of the people there are like, Y'all need more food. I was like, Excuse me? And they're like, Those cups, get more cups of food. And I was like, I don't, this is for my kid. I don't need a fucking cup of like right. dog food to feed a fucking buffalo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alpo. Probably shouldn't eat as much fucking Alpo as <laughs> right. we're going to shovel down their throats. <laughs> so I was just like, no, no, we're good. One's fine. And it was like, he's out of town probably. You know, like right. just scoffed, just sure. scoffed at. Well, you're not getting your bucks worth, man. Yeah, I, I guess we should have. And then, you know, quickly it turns out like, so we go through and it's this beautiful arc of, so first, you know, we see, like um llamas uh-huh sure and alpacas and it's like oh cool so they come up and we go and then it's ostriches and emus mm-hmm. and again you know stop you know they're just going crazy they're great coming to a wagon you stick your hand out lick it out of your hand yeah fun. crazy emus and ostriches move like fucking dinosaurs it's bizarre, so it's yeah. cool it's Very weird cool. And then we keep going through, and the best was with, the further we went in, it just kept being like, "Well, here we are. We're uh, we're gonna see an ibex from Africa," and then you don't see anything. It's just more llamas and emus. It's Jurassic Park and style. Along, I gotcha. And we're like up in these trees, and it's like, well, and then there's these these giant, and he goes into the thing about these these cows they got from Africa that are giant. You can kind of see them in the back, but then again, it's just more emus and llamas <laughs> and emus it's and re- recycled. Yeah. 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 The <laughs> so same emus Clark, and llamas. Griswold. Cause it was like, you could have just built this as feed the llamas and emus trip. Right. You know, it would have been fine. So we're watching. And as we're waiting, this guy was good at his job. He just keeps stopping, and we're looking, and there's cars, 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 like 15 cars deep right behind us, because they can't go off the path. This was, you paid less to drive your own car, which was one of our options, and I was like, thank fucking God. Because Harvey liked it, but then 
The hilljacks around us kept spilling their food on her seat. What? So, because they would like, well, the emus are on this side, so they'd come across the wagon, and the little kids would get too excited, and you know, feed a wild animal, and it spills everywhere. And then Harvey's like, I don't, I'm, I'm done. Why do you keep getting in my space, making it messy? Right. Right. Um, and then there's just ten cars behind us waiting. So it's like she would have had a fucking meltdown. Yeah, that would have been rough. If we're stuck in a car, if you're basically in traffic and. Yet again, another llama and another emu. Sure, done. You're just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So we get around the bend to like the last area, and it's like I said, the um, the buffalo, the bison, mm-hmm. and they're in the back, and the guy gets them to come, and uh, they had a, a a white bison, like an albino bison. That's amazing. I never heard it's of such a rare. thing. Yeah, and he's getting them, and they're kind of like slow to get up, but they're coming. <laughs> Like, it's kind of getting up. The buffalo's kind of stretching, trying to get up, and it's kind of having a hard time. And the guy is like, yeah, don't worry. That's just how they get up, how he's stretching. And then you just hear from the fucking back of the room, sure's taking him a long time to get up. <laughs> and I look over. It's the fattest, oldest woman <laughs> on the planet. Of course. <laughs> sprawled out because the, the ride took too long, and she can't sit herself back up. Just sprawled out. And I was like, it's going to take you twice as long to get up. And she's got the fucking stones to just be like, you majestic, endangered creature. You fat piece of shit. It takes you forever to get up. Oh, God. <laughs> I was on a, uh, that's generally those tours are interesting. I was on a tour of the tea factory in Charleston, mm. where the only North American tea factory and the only tea factory in North America. It's very box factory like. Sure. Look, I'm course, I'm yeah. an agriculture guy. It's super interesting to see how they do. Millhouse, look, tea. <laughs> but that is it. So you get in a an open aired like trolley if you want to take the tea tour, mm-hmm. and you go through the tea hedges, and then you see the greenhouse where the new tea is being grown, <laughs> and then you go through more tea hedges, and her- learn the history of tea. And then you end up back at the barn where there's free tea. And so you can oh. buy a t-shirt. Okay. Uh, hot tea on a hot day. Mm. They have ice. They have good tea. Um, but I was on it. And it sounds like uh, a creature like you speak of. Because there was just the biggest. He was so big. And he was so sweaty because it's Charleston. And it was fucking August. I think it was around our wedding. Or July then. Uh and he just, you know, had the suspenders and the the white shirt that's been sweated through, and he's got his oh, handkerchief, yeah, sweat yeah. sweat handkerchief, you know, always the mm-hmm. guy that always has it in the hands, you know, like, oh, and he's got like the, the he's got like he's bald, so he's got like the the scrunchy head skin that you can just see the beads <laughs> of sweat coming yeah, off, yeah. or like the the scrunchy neck skin that you're always like kind of like Vader. Oh, yeah. Anyways, looks like a pack of hot dogs. Yes. Yes. And so, but he, it's an open air trolley and this guy's losing it. And finally he shouts up to the guy, uh, giving the tour who happened to be named John Kennedy. Um, a hell of a tour guide, but he's like, <laughs> you see, we were only had, we weren't to the greenhouse yet. And that wasn't air conditioned. <laughs> he's like, we need to cool off. We need air conditioning. And I was like, 
it's a fucking open it's it's a like an open <laughs> air truck like, what do you want and the guy's like oh we can we have little fans can somebody turn the fan on him like like he's like a like a like a or like a killer whale that needs to be kept wet or something <laughs> yeah. and it's like this isn't gonna help and even that like they turned like slowly like turn the fan towards him and it did nothing you're just like no like, i was just like what is going on here like this man is going to die in front of us like get him some <laughs> oh, for tea cold tea like, you knew sir when you got on like you, yeah it's oh, like your fat arm is hanging out of a windowless hole. Uh, uh, so uh, same yeah. with that woman. Like she didn't move, and like these creatures are like in her hair, right? Trying to eat the the crumbs that have been spilt around her, just uh, licking the salt off. Uh, her there was a. I will say. Because of the heat, speaking of creatures, and I'll put myself, I'm, I'm a little nervous that I'm becoming a city creature, or perhaps mm-hmm. have, because there's a lot of city creatures I'm noticing lately. Just a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people with jobs looking through trash cans and like oh, seemingly yeah, yeah. people are just being creatureish, and I was like, oh, I'm being a creature because it's like where we're potting right now is like. My office area, like my desk area, but it's very tight because we've got like these records in here. So things are getting claustrophobic. So what I do is I go down the block in the car, the air conditioned car, and I park at the local grocery store and I use my Wi-Fi hotspot and I get in the passenger side because there's no steering wheel in my in my mm-hmm. way. And I pull the seat oh, all yeah, the way back yeah. and that's my mobile office. Working I do station. my writing, do my working but I'm at like, so I have to take breaks because of my project. So I'll get a project done, submit it, put on the invoice. Oh, time for my break. Go into the grocery store, get a Red Bull, yes. get a bag of pretzels, use their bathroom <laughs> and then back out for a project. And I'll be doing it in the office for about 10 hours. <laughs> They've seen me nine times. The band nine times, nine Red Bulls, a couple waters. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I'm a creature. I'm a creature. Like, guys are collecting carts and they're like, because it, it's a it's my spot now. So, like, guys are like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's the Kia of, that's of the a guy. guy that lives Kia in his guy. car, uses the bathroom, <laughs> drinks beverages. And it's like, oh, boy, I'm in. I'm in trouble. And like, what do I do? Like I walk by the, there's a library being renovated around the corner. I'm like, I, I literally out loud. I'll go when that baby's up and running, up. I'll be the mayor of that fucking library. Wipe your mouth. That the haze comes over that library. It just looks like a, a Christmas hand. Right. Yes. So it's like, all right, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in trouble here. Falling into well, the, at least the you hole. are a self-aware creature. Yeah, I guess. Because true creatures would try and make small talk with the cart guy. Oh, yeah. Just I guess to, you're, you're like, right. get my juices going. It's my, my smoke, my cigarette break, even though I don't smoke anymore. Yeah, that's true. And, like, try and endear yourself to sure. them. Because sure. your self-defense would be, I'm like you. I was like, if I don't. The less we have to converse about, maybe I'll just be a face in the crowd. Yeah, I don't make eye Probably not, because you see me every day for 10 hours. But let's pretend like you don't see me, and I'll, you know, we'll all go on our merry way. Sure. I don't use a cart, so I'm not putting you out. 
Well, not using but your Wi-Fi. But to just be like, Jerry! Right. Bang on the side of that car door. Make him come over. Talk <laughs> to you for ten minutes. Uh, well, back to work. You too, am I right? <laughs> I'm like, here and you're there, but we're all drawing a check, huh? They're like, you're not working. You're not working, sir. You're addicted to Red Bull. And uh, being away from your family. Oh, God. Yeah, but, like, because my parking spot, too, is, like, I, like, got a perfect parking spot where I look out over the view of the street. Like, I don't go in the middle of the lot. I go in the side of the lot to look over the the street. And, of course, classic fucking yesterday, as if I can't be more in my head, like, not sleeping and fucking, fucking work and i've worked all day yesterday because we're going away right we're going away for a couple mm-hmm. weeks we're going on vacation oh, that's but right. yeah, the yeah. work i do have travels with me if i don't have it done mm-hmm. right that's a new that's a new wrinkle Jeez. so i'm like let me fucking hammer shit out so i'm not like like having to do it at, and having to be a creature at the dunkin donuts on vacation so i put a fucking full days of creature car work in yesterday Mm-hmm. And I got out, and or, and then I got him to the driver's side, and I was like, turn the fucking, you know, because you got to do intermittent air, right? I got to oh, cool course, myself, yeah. and that's how I charge my, I, I best money I ever spent is a like a converter to p- do the, the cigarette lighter into a yeah. box that you can then plug a AC plug into. Ooh, it's very, got it. very yeah, wise. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Put my work in. So oh, that car battery's under that hood, just sweating bullets. Let's <laughs> get no break here. Oh, it's a good day. All right, all right. I chipped away. That's a fucking. That's like a bartending shift. I really cut it. That's some money. <laughs> so I uh, got into the driver's side, and I turned the turn the I turned the car on. It turns on. Now, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I was trying to bury a lead that doesn't exist. But sure enough, ping, light comes on. I'm like, what light is that? Fresh unacquainted light in the dashboard Ooh. oh that's the uh, tire light go out what's going on not this tire not this tire front right fucking passenger tire it's fucking supposed to be at 35 psi she's at a hot eight and i was like <laughs> and that was my feeling that was my feeling i was just like is your I, tire that the mat you slept on while you were right. camping i just spent 10 hours Ten Red Bulls in a parking lot, making somebody else fucking money off of my fucking sweat, which I know is my fucking capital is worthless. Your sweat equity, I'm getting, your my tire sweat equity, equity is so. And I was like, that's the only thing I process. And I could see over in my corner of my eye because I already like a dad was like, they're selling watermelons for eight dollars. You're kidding me. <laughs> I, I say it every time I drive by. I was like, this <laughs> I, this country. And I was just like, I fucking worked for negative money. I worked for neg all that fucking every time I submitted a project, I was like, ping, check it off. All right, there's a fucking cable bill. Ping, check it off. And then I saw that tire and I just went, I don't know any fucking mechanics. I fucking know this is a good enough tire that doesn't need to get replaced. But all I know is I fucking live on Northern Boulevard and they're all fucking crooked Joneses. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like, I fucking am going to lose my mind. So... Pump that baby up, you know. She's supposed to be thirty-five psi. You give it a forty-five because she's gonna fucking. Oh yeah. She's gonna. She's gonna. She's gotta last. You're wearing I, it down with all that extra weight. That tire's like. 
I don't normally have to work this hard. Oh, so I gotta fucking go. All that dashboard drumming, that percussion's wearing on that tire. And then that's the thing, right? Like we were talking about before you went away. It's like, sure is fun to go away when you have more money going out than coming in. And of course, we're going away in three days. We barely drive the car because it's New York. We don't. Why would we ever have problems with the car? And I'm like, huh. The only fucking time. The only time we have to fucking drive the car. We we don't drive the car so much that when we get up there, I was like, fuck it. I'm I'm gonna take it to a reputable Kia dealership. Yeah. And give them the. I made it the appointment after we get there. So that's in like yeah. three days, and I got to go find a Crooked Jones to fucking sell me on a new tire that I know just needs a plug so I can go to fucking Kia and then be like, you need four new tires. They put a Subaru on here. Yeah. This ain't going to work. Oh, it's so fucking upset. But creature, creature-ish. It's a creature. Oh, yeah. The fucking world's on fire. We're the I read something, I was like, the weather is so weird, they don't even know how to fucking describe it. Like, the ocean currents are going to collapse sometime after 2025. Did you see that? What? I was like, what does it mean? A what current collapse? They use the word collapse because they think they're is smart. It just stop moving? Yes. Yes. Basically, the, the heat will stop Why? the cold and the hot from flowing back and oh, forth. Oh, I see. If it's and just tepid. The only picture, the only, and it'll create weather systems that are unusual. And so the picture, first of all, they use that. Um, descriptor and I was like what collapse so they're like that'll draw him in and then the picture that they accompanied it with was just the ocean around New York City with just the uh, Statue of Liberty's arm barely peeking out of the ocean Ooh, I was like oh that's nice. good that's from day Gotta after with... tomorrow right but it, sure, it, I've seen that, that movie was poster before yeah. but it was frozen because it was a different apocalypse we were worried about there was some other fucking headline that drew me in that oh it was a news plus though i couldn't read it oh it was like your thoughts joe biden doesn't wear socks in the summer and i was like of course he doesn't my thoughts are he's he's gross he's gross put on one of those like pantyhose things his his feet gotta smell like an antietam fucking wounded soldier hospital they smell like pickets charge for sure he has nothing but leather shoes oh sweaty feet no ventilation in those shoes. Yellow toenails, you know. Those toenails. He doesn't have green. Almost. He's only got a few toenails. They come off on a regular. <laughs> and his feet have been bound by Dry time. Foot. Oh, oh yeah, you could grate cheese with those babies. <laughs> and then his ankles are no prize either. I'm sure. But I was to, to oh. old man. Uh, wherever we are, we're we're deep. We're gonna we're gonna have to cut this one in 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 parters. It's perfect. Um, fucking so today to put ourselves in time mm-hmm. to time stamp yeah. it or whatever. With the day of recording is the day Hunter Biden is going to plead mm-hmm. guilty to charges that were discovered from uh, a federal investigation that was meant to look into whether his corrupt ass was fucking taking money for influence in on a ukraine an already well-known corrupt ukrainian gas company called burisma yeah which is look this is not a fucking right-wing thing i always preface it but this is fucking un 
uh, savory, to say the least, to put in the words of Michael Barbaro. Because I'm like, yeah. we all know that guy's fucking crooked as a dog's leg. Oh, God. Uh, and that doesn't mean anything. You can connect the dots. Let's not be totally naive here. People in politics are fucking crooked and they look out for their own. So Joe Biden's going to look out for his son. Uh, and shit was going on. For example, this is fact that when Joe Biden was vice president, his son Hunter, before Joe Biden was vice president and was like a lion in the Senate, basically, yeah, was one of the most influential senators. His son Hunter was a lobbyist. And for whatever reason, when he was controlling the Senate, that wasn't a conflict of interest. But when he became vice president, they were Oof. like, Hunter, you should stop, get out of the lobbying game because this could look the optics. So he's like, be untoward. of course, father. So, but I have to eat. I have a lifestyle to afford. So I'm going to become a consultant because we all know what that means in white collar world. Which just means... And just he, a lobbyist, but... And not. it was all over seals, fucking overseas, under table consulting until it came to light. And so, already, what happened is he's taking... Uh, this is not fucking... This is on paper shit. You can go really fun down the conspiracy hole, but this is on paper shit. He took $600,000 a year to consult on this energy firm called Burisma in Ukraine. Burisma. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, ding, ding. which he has no fucking basis in anything. The only thing he is good at is lobbying. And he's a good lobbyist because lobbyers need influence. And his influence is of the highest caliber. So man. what does he bring to this company but consulting and technically lobbying? Okay, that's fucking sure. crooked shit. So anyways, not related to Hunter Biden is the administration or the Justice Department or whoever does an investigation into this Crooked Jones company. Mm -hmm. And during the investigation, they're like, ooh, wait a minute, Joe. Your fucking son is fucking working for this. Did you? And he's like, oh. They're like, this is bad. We were trying to do something. And now we uncovered something that is mm -hmm. on us, clearly. So what did they do? They fucking fired the prosecutor. Yes. Who's handling the case? This is, again, documented, but do you know this is so bold faced? It's documented that they fired him. Why? Because okay. he was not being thorough enough. <laughs> Which is such a perfect feign, right? Oh, that's the best bullshit. They're like, he wasn't he wasn't doing his job thoroughly I had enough. To. We know that. There's enough fucking true crime cop corruption things. Mm -hmm. The good cop always gets fired. Mm -hmm. Because he's just not doing his job enough. Yeah. Like, I think he was. He really needs to come down harder. And then they didn't hire another prosecutor, by the way. But so that's bullshit. It open. So they investigate that. They don't find anything, yada, yada. But what they do find is that he hasn't paid his taxes. Um, a, a, a pretty decent amount of taxes. In a few years, and uh, he bought a gun, a handgun, while he was, while he was uh, yeah. doing drugs. And this, I don't give a shit, because they're like, you filled out a form to get a handgun and said you weren't mm. under the influence of drugs, but you, you, we now know you were. It's like, how many fucking people do that? You're not going to charge him. Sure. What are you going to prove? He's on drugs at that time. Like, I could give a shit about that, because that, again, is a pain. The taxes are like, mm -hmm. it is a non-thing anyways. 
to say I lean way more towards the side of his old man and that stuff. But it's like, I listened to a story today. This is the roundabout way of getting to it where I was like, I am fucking, I'm going to fucking delete this podcast and this podcast because anything related to any form of supposedly above water fucking media company is full of shit because yeah. I listen to the Daily, which is a New York Times mm-hmm. daily podcast <laughs> that does exposés, and I have never. And they're always like, "We're gonna get to the bottom." They're just, sure. "We're gonna get to the bottom of this submersible story," and like, "We're no reputable journeys." I have Put never to the pavement. We're gonna do it. Heard so many giggles while talking about a serious matter because they were talking about Hunter Hunter Biden and like. I was like, this is kind of some fucking real shit. This is serious, though. Ukraine's at war with Russia. People are dying. By the way, Putin must listen to the podcast. You heard what happened. Finally Mm -hmm. shut off that grain border, baby. Ah. Like I said, he was like, fuck it, total war. So those watermelons are about to get a lot more expensive. Sorry, folks. $19 Uh, watermelons. Fuck yeah. Anyways, this this was the killer where they're like, so tell me, and you know, they're just fucking sucking this administration's dick and minimizing this thing, literally like scoffing at anybody bringing any sort of, um, s- not investigation, one of like just skepticism, anybody that's yeah. questioning this. And this was the killer. He goes, So These tell are the me. same people that were like, that laptop shit. Russian disinfo and it's like no literally it's they talk about it, it on real. here it's and real. again they still real. talk about it and they're like tell us about that and they're like well this laptop the thing about it is the laptop he had was we all know when he was in the middle of a, a really hard time in his life and and I was fuck like you. wow you guys are soft fuck on fucking you. crime to the point was this is where all the way I was going because I was like I haven't heard that term Unless I was fucking watching some stupid BBC British comedy. Because literally Michael Barbaro runs the show and goes, So tell me about this Hunter Biden sticky wicket we got going on. I was like, oh my god, this is such bullshit. Uh, Language is power. And if you tell people using that language, it's just a sticky wicket. Yeah. That's not important. It means it's trivial. Yeah. And it. It kind of is, but it's not. If you're a criminal, if you're breaking the law, yeah. you said you're done. Like That was the Daily. That was the New York Times. In fucking 2014, the New York Times ran a fucking article that said the Ukraine yeah, it's, is it's the crooked, most corrupt yeah. place on the fucking planet. Sure. Yeah. It, I'm so old, I'm, I think yeah. that's why everybody's being so soft, because I think everybody went a little too deep. Getting a lot of tastes, which they're still getting tastes of. We've sent fucking Ukraine, what, $8 billion? Cluster bombs. It's now the most mined place on the planet. All of our weapons is. All of our weapons are going to be blowing up kids' feet for a century. I heard some gnarly analysis, and they were like, I mean, this is just us fucking talking. Yeah. But they were like, we know the CIA. This is on a fact. Iran Contra. Mm-hmm. They don't. They historically don't have enough money for what they want to do. Yeah. So Iran Contra is on the books. They sold weapons to pay for sold weapons in Iran to pay for overthrowing governments yeah. in Central America. Mm-hmm. 
So on books, they're not above doing that. Right. We have, uh, after the fall, uh, after we gave up in Afghanistan, like the opium, when we, when Afghanistan started, opium sales skyrocketed again. The opium production anyways. Because mm-hmm. under the Taliban, they just grew food grains. Sure. But then all of a sudden, uh, fucking opium skyrockets. Then fentanyl shows up. We pull out of Afghanistan. So their thinking was like, okay, the CIA can't sell drugs anymore to right. finance their stuff. So they're just going to go back to selling guns. So they're fucking brokering all these gun deals in Ukraine. So we send all this old ordinance over there to be sold. They don't make it. Right. They get a cut. Sure. It, some of it goes there, but then they funnel it somewhere else. And what they're saying is they're, they're, they're thinking that the next conflict is going to be in Africa because that's where all the rare earth metals are. Yeah, that's where everybody China is to... trying to get a foothold there. The U.S. is trying Let's to say get a foothold they have a foothold, there. yeah. Russia has a foothold there. Like, it's not really in the news, but in Africa, ISIS is fighting Al-Qaeda. Right. <laughs> Which is like, wait, what? So yeah. what? what's really happening? And like, the Sudan's going nuts, and there's all the... All of these armaments all of a sudden showing up, like all these conflicts are popping off. And it's just like, it's possible this ordinance that doesn't get dropped in Ukraine is like, oh, give me fucking 20 off the top and I'm going to get it popped over up there. somewhere else over here. Yeah. Powder Gotta cake. make that money. Yeah. And then fine. when Ukraine goes away, Russia will get to keep Crimea and Ukraine will just go back to being what it was. Like... So let's let's look at Hunter Biden while we're right, 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 right. That was hey. Here's the other thing, and again, everybody that's listening is probably like Hans, but you're fucking way anti fucking Trump and everything. Yeah, fuck yeah, I am. Of course I am. But here's the of course you can be you can wear many hats in this world, and your main hat should be they're all fucking fucking they're all skunks. This is pretty skunky though, and I look if this is what it took. Not to have that guy in office, I don't know. I'm at this point. I'm getting it's like that guy. It couldn't. It, that couldn't continue. But did you know yeah. that the federal investigation into the taxes of Hunter Biden was mm-hmm. going on? It had been initiated pre twenty twenty election, and Bill Barr held that information back until the election was over. Because he didn't want that to be used against Joe Biden. And Trump was rightfully fucking mad about it because that was what he was trying to hit on. It's like, there's corrupt shit going on in this family. He asked for uh, fucking Hillary Clinton's emails. So, yeah. Ukraine was a notorious center for hacking. Yeah. Like, Ukraine is this weird hub yeah, it's, it's not just this like these poor people with oh, but farmers, our grain right. and all this. Like, no, man, there's a lot of fucking hinky shit going on there. There's like, I mean, Russia said it, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. You got to take everything anyone says everything. with a huge grain of salt. But they were like, there are a bunch of high end bio labs in the Ukraine that they took over. I feel like if so, you- it's just it all kind of comes back to this really gross. 
like who's telling the truth like what's happening nobody. you have to like nobody it all goes back to like i like i believe everything and then i you kind of got to find the truth somewhere in between uh, that's a good point the two extremes of like okay i believe everything you say i believe everything from the depths of the internet from the tippy top of cnn or fox or whatever because mm-hmm. it's all the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is um like that people are like why Ukraine? Why is Ru- like Russia isn't officially at war with Ukraine yet? No. You know what I mean? Like there's right. all this weird hinky soft sort of like they haven't crossed these red lines with ordinance to officially be in the legal terms of It's which, I mean they're just like we're gonna push the push the the line as far as we can to not click NATO in, but then oh, NATO pushes the, the line over here mm-hmm. to try and get them to click it in so they can. It's interesting, right? Because it, it, obviously the the narrative, and I'm fucking done with again. I'm done with fucking media narratives over here because yeah. just like you said, the flip flop right there with the New York Times and Ukraine is I, I equate it to um, the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Yeah. What did we, what were we like? Well, the fucking uh, Soviet Union was putting missiles on Cuba, which is so close to our U.S. borders. Do you know why they were doing that? Because we were fucking. Because we were fucking putting our own fucking nuclear weapons in fucking Turkey, which is on the border of Russia. So what they don't talk about is how the deal was brokered. Is right, they were like, look, we'll turn the ship back. Can you? But can you fucking take your bombs away from Turkey? And we're like, all right, sure. Like, so that's what kind of is going on with NATO when yeah, they made an yeah. agreement. And again, I don't fucking. <laughs> Putin is fucking making more people disappear than Obama. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot so, of personal chefs go away in there. Let's forget. Let's talk about that. But. There is something to be said that Russia had an agreement with these alliances that was like, you're not going to let more of our neighbors join, sure. all right? Because that would cause us to be right. aggressive. Well, that was the agreement with NATO was they would never, the NATO country would never be a country on the border with Russia. And that has now been shifting. most of them are. So he's like, well, you're fucking... You can't have Broke them all. your deal, so I'm going to retaliate because otherwise I look like a fucking guy with a fucking sack of marbles growing on my head. You know? <laughs> no, it's just so. so I, there is something to be said about that. A lot of people are dying. War is not good, but uh-huh. like, oh it's, yeah, the narrative here is is really ignoring like the the. The level to which we are escalating that conflict directly. Well, we kind of helped to NATO. In old JB, when vice president, we been judging Ukraine for a while. Yeah, and then we influenced the overthrow of their president yes. to get Zelensky in. Yeah, yeah. There's so much exactly. So, so it's it, not like this, this pastoral country that that's just what, like that's what we're, we're being, being told. rolled over by the. You know the red menace, and it was like, not some of that. Yes, like, again, some yeah, of you it, have like, to take it. And then they're like, everybody in Russia 
is up in arms. They they want to leave their country. I saw a picture yesterday with a line out the fucking around the block because the, like uh they rebranded McDonald's. It's called like Happy Food Russia or something. And everybody's like, Fuck, yeah. Happy Food Russia. I love it. So it's like, I mean, I think there's a. It's. I feel like we a lot get... of Russians are as blasé about Same, what's happening of as we are in the United States because I feel like people in the United States are like, why aren't they doing something? It's like, why aren't you? You know, we're why, more involved we than something? they're telling you, right? Like, we're very involved in a war right now, and everybody's like, <laughs> laptop had pictures I'm, of his testes on it. I'm sure they look at us and go like. The last two presidents you've have have been the most corrupt presidents since the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Why don't you do something? Right. Inflation. Watermelons. Yeah. Watermelon futures. So frustrating. Alright. Well, what say you? Loving folks? And there's nothing you can do about it? Soak it up. Do See it. in my unmarked grave. <laughs> in my Potter's piano box with the rest of the unnamed comedians. Oh my god. Uh yeah, we love you and there's nothing All you can do about it. Do about if it, you need if you're having trouble sleeping, watch Ken Burns Jazz. Oh, that's a good one. Have you seen that? I saw the first part of it, yeah. It is. I was it like, I'm, while, I'm into yeah. jazz now. Of course. Of course you were. <laughs> I, I did too. Meg was like, what do you want to listen to in the car? Then I was like, put the jazz station? I said, I said put on um, Sidney Boucher. And she's like, I hate you. <laughs> you just knew that name yesterday. You just heard that name. Best clarinetist of all time. <laughs> he, he did kill a prostitute in Paris, but that's another story. But. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, a little Louis Armstrong? She's like, I just go away. No, just, just put on the radio. The put the radio. house back together. You clean the house. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? So that was Mrs. Lundegaard on the floor in there. <laughs> well then. <laughs> and I guess that was your accomplice in the wood chipper. One time, we successfully mated a bulldog with a shih tzu. And those three people in Brainerd. Yeah, we, we called it a bullshit. <laughs> and for what? For a little bit of money. Got no food! got no jobs our pets heads are falling off there's more to life than a little money you know hey want to hear the most annoying sound in the world don't you know that there's not a single job in this town there is nothing not a zip and here you are <laughs> <laughs> and it's a beautiful day just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself!
I just don't understand it. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. Kill our boots, man.